Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Hey, it's Dr. Barry here, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of DrPierreSblog.com, as well as the host of The Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, bringing you a bonus episode this week. Uh, this episode actually is a live stream rip from my Empower Yourself for Better Health series that we do every Friday. And last Friday, we had Dr. Sabine Elize talk about the flu and the upcoming flu season and how to be prepared for it. Uh, especially when you hear numbers like 80,000 plus die from the flu last year, right? So I had her on. She was an amazing guest. And we had so much feedback that I wanted to bring it to the podcast listeners as well. Because I know I have some people who always watch my live streams and never listen to the podcast. I know I have some people who always listen to the podcast and never watch the live stream. And let's say you want to do both. You can go ahead to drprsblog.com slash YouTube. It'll take you right to my YouTube page where I always put up uh, the uh, the replay of the live streams that I do on Facebook. And if you want to, for some reason, catch it live, you can go to drprsblog.com slash Facebook and you can catch that live as well. So episode 82 of the podcast is a bonus. It is going to be talking about the flu, flu vaccine with a special guest, Dr. Sabine Elise. Like always, you can go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP082 if you want the show notes. See you guys later. So again, sorry about that Lunch and Learn community members. I am Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist, founder of drpierresblog.com. I have obviously a special guest uh, with me today. We have Dr. Sabine Elise. Uh, she's going to be schooling us, educating us, you know, uh, enlightening our minds on the flu. And we know flu season officially starts October 1st, right? October 1st is officially flu season and we're already feeling the brunts of it. I am inpatient. She is outpatient. She's when we're already starting to see the rumbling, right? So before I want to begin, I want to go ahead and introduce and, you know, let Dr. Elise introduce herself to the Lunch Learning community. Hi, Lunch and Learn community. So to be on this side and actually speaking to you. I'm usually like you listening to Dr. Pierre, giving so much information of the Lunch and Learn, empowering us with our health. Yes, even as a physician, we constantly need to be empowered with our health. So I am Dr. Sabine Delirant-Elizette. Um, I am a board certified family medicine physician. I have a uh, fellowship trained in hospice palliative care. I have a master's in public health, a couple of different hats. I'm a wife, a mom, and just like you, trying to figure out what to do in this world, how to stay healthy, and just keep on keeping on, essentially. And it's an honor to be with you. We'd like to talk to you a little bit today about flu, and we're going to get right into it. I I do have to say, and I said I was going to add this, I don't even know if it's okay. So you have to know just this little fun fact about us as well, too. So Dr. Barry Pierre is actually my mocompère. Now, you don't know what that means if patient. There is no term for it in English, but a mokompe means that I am actually the uh, godmother of his second daughter, Brooklyn, and it's a great thing. So happy to be here with my mokompe. Yes, I love it. And again, I think 
you know, who better, you know, to be and have our first, right? For those who don't know, you know, we've we've done 58 of these things, these lunch and learn videos. And who better to have the first guest, right? Than my friend, an amazing person, right? Just a person, you know, not even amazing. Yes, she's an amazing physician, but just an amazing person in general. Uh, to talk about something that we take very serious. Uh, which unfortunately we don't think a lot of people take very serious, which is the flu. Behoove ourselves to understate the importance of the flu, right? I think when it gets to this time of year around, I think a lot of people kind of blow it off like oh, it's just a, it's just like I said, it's just a flu. And very interesting, just yesterday, in fact, just either yesterday or this morning, article came out. We have eighty thousand people died last year from the flu. Yeah. Eighty thousand right so again this is not a disease that only gets old people this is this is a disease that is taking a lot of people out you know we're going to start off we're going to we're going to hit home a few points uh one we're going to talk about you know one really what is the flu right what are some certain symptoms that we tend to deal with uh what are some complications that we tend to deal with uh, what are some excuses right that we tend to hear a lot right remember i did outpatient medicine for a few years and we i hear a lot of excuses even when they come in the hospital why they don't want to do the, the flu so like this you sit back again it's going to be a very informative episode um i hope you guys get get some learning on and of course uh, it will be in the notes so i'll have a blog post out probably later today um if you can't catch it it'll be on the youtube page as well and, and you know at the end you know we'll also give you some information because if even if you don't want maybe, maybe you don't want listen to me no more right maybe you say you know what after 59 I'm done listening, Dr. Barry, right? But you want to listen to someone like Dr. Elise. Like, we're going to give you her information so you can follow her, pester her, right, with your medical questions and, and learn from her, right? Like, that's really the goal. <laughs> well, it's definitely a good thing. Pester me, follow me, all of that. It's all good. But I'm sure you'll continue to listen to Dr. Pierre as well. Oh, that, that's good. So I just want to get, we'll get some facts, right? Like, so what are some issues when we talk about the flu, right? Because again, it's something that, especially during this time age, get mixed around with like the common cold, right? And again, it is not the same. Uh, you know, from a symptomatology standpoint, a lot of people who deal with the flu, they deal with symptoms of fevers, chills, back pain, just aches, right? Like this is one of these viral viruses that really take you out, right? Like this isn't like you're, you're coughing a little bit. No, this is you're coughing a lot. You know, you can't eat, you can't sleep. You're in pain everywhere. Um, Dr. Elise, like, what what has been your experience with the flu, especially in your in your patient population, where you you know you're kind of the front line, where they come into the office probably all the time, especially around this time frame when they're seeing all of these commercials from Walgreens and the CVS of the world say, "Come get my flu shot." Like, what are, what are some of the things you're seeing and you're trying to say? Like, no, I don't think you got what you what you think you got. Definitely two things that we want to discuss here. And you touched on it, uh, Dr. Pierre. So wonderful thing that this is a virus, right? So we need to understand, again, our lunch and learn community, virus versus bacteria infection. Bacteria infection, we have the antibiotics, we give them to you, we get it, we kill it, it's gone, it's dead, done. Virus, not so much. We don't have any to kill a virus, right? So what we're actually doing is just treating your symptoms. Um, you'll know about Tamiflu, you'll hear about that to take that within the first 48 hours, but that is only just gonna hopefully uh, diminish the time in which you are infected. So that's number one. This 
is a virus. And if we can prevent a virus, by all means, prevent the virus because we don't have anything there. The other thing is that while, you know, we think of flu, we're thinking of, oh, we'll have fevers, but not everyone has fevers. You know, you could walk around just coughing and having the sore throat, having the body aches, but you're not necessarily spiking the fevers. So you have to be very careful with that. And because I am a primary care medicine our front line is all about prevention. If we can prevent this from happening, let's prevent it. So one of the things also too that actually occur last year, um, you know, right around this time, I go and I ask each and every one of my patients, are you getting the flu vaccine? Um, do you plan on getting it? If not, why? And then we educate and we give the reality. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, or on Instagram, you'll know my saying, it's your health. It's not mine. It's your day this, but yeah, it's- Gotta be honest. Gotta be honest with them. Like this, if, you, if you get sick, that's you getting sick, not me. Um, will you die? So I'm saying this essentially to my 30-year-old, overall healthy. I don't have any comorbidities. I'm not around sick people. I don't have any immunosuppressed people in my family. Um, so I don't need the flu vaccine. Okay, you don't need the flu vaccine. You don't get it. You are going to get the flu and you're gonna be miserable. You are going to be miserable. And I will be completely transparent with you because I was that person that's out there thinking that. I was like you, in residency, I got my flu vaccine every year uh, before medical school, getting the flu vaccine. Then the one year I decided I'm not gonna get the flu vaccine. I got sick like a dog, the flu. And I said, never again, if there's ways to prevent this, why am I putting myself through this misery? Why on my only little time, and that was during the Black Friday weekend of Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. little time off, why am I going to put myself through this? So number one, we want to go out there and get the flu. I have had patients in the past, unfortunately, just last year, uh, who decided not to get the flu vaccine. And uh, this granted was an elderly patient. But what happened with her is she didn't get the flu vaccine. Her children didn't get the flu vaccine. So she got the flu first. Um, she was hospitalized, never really got back to where she was, went home, got the flu again from a sec from someone in her family, and unfortunately passed away this year. So she never really recovered. And that's what we're talking about right now, is that your flu vaccine does not just help you, but this is the reality of what herd immunity is all about. We're giving everyone the flu vaccine, as many people as possible, so that we could create herd immunity. What is herd immunity? If I vaccinate myself, I vaccinate Dr. Pierre, I vaccinate his wife, my husband, this is gonna be less likely to bring the flu to our children. Mm -hmm. So them vaccinated, they're going to be covered because we're vaccinated. And all of us want to do our due diligence, essentially. Now, we talked about, uh, you talked a little bit about that core mobilities, right? Especially because, you know, I, I feel like this lunch and learn is really going to be important for like that 30 to 45 year old patient who probably even younger, right? Who really walks around super invincible, right? What are some comorbidities that, if I have, I'm at a higher risk to dealing with said flu. So number one, and if you are on the Lunch and Learn, Dr. Pierre talks about this all the time. You're a smoker. I don't even why, know if I should. What, first of all, why, we got to ask him, why are they still smoking? In 2018. Understand that 
and I say this truly for my 50 year old and older, we didn't understand the complications before, but you're 30, you are in your 20 range. We know the complications. We know the risk. When we listen to your lungs with our stethoscope, we literally hear the difference on how your lungs are expanding or not expanding. So for someone like you, if you get the flu, it's more likely you're going to have the complications, more likely you're going to have the pneumonia, more likely you're going to have that chronic bronchitis that kind of hangs around and sits around. And again, it's going back to what we're saying. This is a virus. This isn't a bacterial infection. This is a virus. So we don't have a cocktail of antibiotics to get you to get rid of it altogether. So that's the number one thing. Um, the other thing is our COPD patients, uh, our uh, diabetic patients. These are the comorbidities. Mm -hmm. Our sickle cell patients. And I would even venture to say our sickle cell carriers, sickle cell patients who are carriers and absolutely our pregnant patients. These are the individuals that we are looking at and they fall right in that age range that you need the flu vaccine. Why? For prevention, to protect yourself, to make, to keep yourself from going through the misery that there is of when you do have the flu or when you get it. And, you know, and just remember, especially community members, like when you get the flu, a lot of times you're contagious like a day or so before you even experience any sniffle, any pain, any ache. And that contagion, contagious window lasts for about three to four days after you start getting the body aches and pain. Now, unfortunately, right. and I think Dr. Elise kind of really hit on it. A lot of times y'all come to us on day three, right? Like y'all want medication and we already, you know, she already said it. Tamiflu is great in that first 48 hours, right, to decrease symptoms. But y'all come to us on day three and then you're upset because we're like, can't give it to you. Not gonna. And I want to give you those numbers too, uh, Dr. Perry. You mentioned it. CDC is noting that time period that when you're contagious. So you're contagious in the first three to four days after the illness one day prior to you having any symptoms at all, and seven, five to seven days after you have any of those symptoms. That is your entire time of you being contagious. So again, don't think that because I'm not having these fevers, uh, because I'm not coughing as much, because um, I'm using these different oils or essential oils or, or, or taking my echinacea, taking my vitamin D, taking my vitamin C. I'm good. I'm going to double down on my emergency packets. And while I'm in, at work, I'm spraying Clorox everywhere. I, it really comes down to, for me, if you could prevent something, prevent it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the prevention and, you know, for another caveat, again, this is why this is like my sister right here. Uh, we, are, we both have a master's in public health, right? So a lot of times when you hear us talk, it's not necessarily the medicine side of us that's talking, but more importantly, the public health side uh, of talking, right? And, uh, and sometimes I think society is spoiled by the public health success in, in regards to what we do with certain diseases, uh, in, especially the flu, right? Like, again, I want to just give you a quick, quick numbers, right? And let me see. Where is... In 1918, 50 million people died from the flu, right? 
Like this is this again. And, and I think a lot of times we take it for granted because millions of people aren't dying from the flu anymore. So we don't really give it its credence. But again, we just talked about the, the link where 80,000 people died just last year. Right. And that's a high. And and I have my theory of why that's happening. Um, I know Dr. Elise has her theory of why that's happening. Uh, and we're, we're, we'll definitely talk about that in a little bit. But this is this is we're dealing with a disease that at one point killed 50 million people. Right. So, again, this is a serious disease. Right. And again, I know uh, you guys have millions of excuses of why you don't want to take the flu shot. Um, a lot of them just aren't good. Right. And I have to be honest with you. Right. Like we have to be honest here. Lunch and community members we have to be honest with ourselves um, when you go to the expert. Right. Which is us. Right. And you tell and you give your reasons that you may have read or someone may have told you, you have to be willing to accept that. Like if we, we laugh when we say that makes absolutely no sense in the world. Yeah. And I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because I, there is there is a portion of it where I hear some of these excuses where I'm saying not so much. But then I do hear the excuse of just the distrust, the distrust of the medication, the distrust of government, the whole conspiracy theory. Historically, when you're looking at something like Tuskegee Airmen trial and why a lot of people don't want to get vaccine, go into research, whatever it may be, that is a true reality. We're not telling you that that has not happened. That is a horrible part of our history that we don't like to talk about. But here as a physician, I'm letting you know, I understand what you're saying, but we have come so far now in the regulations that are in place. That's why you have FDA approvals. That's why you have research that's done. That's why you have testing. That's why you go through so many standards of, of things getting tested repeatedly on a smaller population, then on a larger population, and then again on a larger population before it's offered to us. This is the beauty, honestly, of living in the United States of America because we are so regulated in this matter that when we talk about things like the Tuskegee Airmen trial that happened years ago, that's not occurring now. That the flu is not giving you the flu. It is not a live vaccine, number mm. one. Mm. And we confuse uh, causation with association. So the causation that a lot of people are attending attempting to say, and usually saying that, well, the flu gave the flu vaccine gave me the flu, it's impossible because it's not a live vaccine. The association is, is that you are probably getting sick anyway, and it just so happened that you got a flu vaccine. So that's the easiest thing for you to blame it on. And that's what that's what is occurring. So I do hear you, those of you who have this conspiracy theory mindset, and in all honesty, I'm right there with you sometimes, part of the reason why I went into public health to understand this more, but I am reassured because there are so many levels of testing and retesting, it's not giving you the flu. It really isn't. Now, now, Dr. Elise, I want to, you know, I want to kind of play a game where I am the patient and I'm just going to give you a list of excuses that I have heard over the years of, you know, why I can't get the flu shot. And, you know, please, you know, especially as a physician, please give, give us what your reaction would be, because this is what we're going to hear really for the next four to six months of why, you know, our friends and family members and close colleagues and patients are not going to get the flu shot. So like number one, right? Like I don't, and I think you, you just touched on it, right? I can't get the flu shot because every time I get the flu shot, I get sick with the flu, right? 
Number one, that answer is, again, going back to causation association. And I'm glad that we're doing this because part of why Dr. Barricare and I myself love what we do is we love to educate. So the more that we educate you, the more that you'll be able to make an informed decision. So this is your informed decision now. One, the flu did not, vaccine did not give you the flu because it is not a live vaccine. And because it's not a live vaccine, it cannot give you the flu. And these vaccines don't, that we give, don't go giving anyone <laughs> the flu at all. So number number two, this is, I am too young to get the flu shot. Right. So now, uh, based on the research that was done, the numbers that are reported, and this is for years, particularly CDC, Center of Disease Control, that look at these numbers, the actual high-risk patients are those who are actually younger than five, because you'll find the parents coming saying, I don't want to give my children the vaccine. If they're five and under, give it to them. If they're past six months old, they can get it too in two doses. Give it to them. They need it. So you're not too young to get the vaccine. Um, and then even now, we even have some of our patients who are 65 and older who also think that they're too young because I guess 65 is the new 45. And need that vaccine as well too because these are all the individuals that we find have an increased risk and what what is your increased risk your increased risk is that you're going to get the flu you're going to get hospitalized and your body will not have the ability to fight and get back to your baseline of where you need to be which will cause you to possibly intubate be intubated get pneumonia all these different complications that could occur and that's what makes someone now this i think this i think this is a good one um i already had the flu so i don't need the flu shot (laughs) uh you had the flu and you could get the flu again now and i'm still not convinced that you actually had the flu versus post-nasal drip (laughs) versus just a cough or just allergic rhinitis right so that's the biggest one that we'll hear and I'll just describe some of those symptoms quickly of the post-nasal drip, which is the biggest one of, I just feel something in here, it's like ah, really in there constantly. That's part more of a post-nasal drip. We look in your nose, we see enlarged inferior turbinates. That's the thing that, that's, that it is. But um, just the idea that if you got the flu once, that in this season, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't get it a second time or a third time or a fourth time or a fifth time because this flu season goes until right now, from now, so uh, 2018, uh, October, all the way into March 2019. And yet we still see people getting diagnosed and still having real symptoms, testing positive for influenza A or B, even into May. So you're talking about a season that runs fairly long. We're going before Halloween and uh, Thanksgiving, and we're going after the new year, after uh, Valentine's Day, after Martin Luther King Day, we're going all the way into May. So that is a long period of time where all you have to do right now is just get the vaccine. And I think those are some of like the biggest, those are very, the more, the more common ones I get to experience a lot of times. And sometimes I think people, when they get the flu shot, a lot of their concern is just very normal reactions from getting the flu shot. Like what are some common things that just happen when you do get the flu shot that are kind of supposed to happen when you get the flu shot? 
So what is supposed to happen? You're going to get soreness because that's an injection at the side of the injection. That's normal. You're going to get the muscle aches and pains. That's normal. Well, will you get fevers? Uh, possibly, but really not likely. Everyone is a little bit different, but the biggest ones that we hear most about, at least that I hear most about here, is this soreness and this injection site pain that is normal that will happen with anything. And I think what tickles me pink is when I see the patient who has a full tattoo sleeve of, oh, down there, <laughs> the neck, right there on the eye tattoos, and they'll tell me, I'm not going to get the flu vaccine, Dr. Elisa. I'm afraid of needles. Not so much. Not so much. So our job is to educate you more than anything else so that you can make this informed decision to truly protect you as well as your family members. Right. And, and again, I think I have to, um, I'm, I'm more controversial in that I blame the healthy age group of getting everybody sick, right? Like I, and I'll go on my soapbox, right? I really feel that because of the lack of herd immunity, right? Because of the lack of, uh, and this is a common excuse, oh, the flu shot does not work, right? Uh, we know about, it was about 40% effective last year, right? But you know what we also know? That only about 40% of y'all who's supposed to get it actually got it. Yeah. So, so what, what do I do with that, right? When people who should get it, again, about 60% of people who should have gotten the flu shot did not get the flu shot. And then when we see reports like 80,000 people died last year, and that's just died, right? A lot more people went to the hospital, right? A lot more people got treated uh, with Tamiflu in offices and had to miss time from work and had to miss time from school. A lot more people got sick. Uh, but we had 80,000 people, which again, highest number. Uh, and it just continues to go up as the years has gone by. Like, what, what do I do for that, those 60% of people, right? Like, how, how can, even with all this evidence, I can turn around and try to convince them, like, hey, man, we, we, we need you to do this. So I think that we are, we are in that sector of that population um, of our peers, essentially, Dr. Pierre, is that we're too smart not to get this. We're too smart not to understand the numbers. We're too smart and we make advances. We're, 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 we're movers, we're makers. We, we make things happen. And for there to just be really just the ignorance and a decision to just not listen and to prove that Dr. Google or the, what, uh, then the physician who has been trained or your friend down the street knows more than the physician who has gone through training, has been studying this, who's been researching this, who understands the epidemiology behind it. It is just ignorance. And, and this is where I too am baffled because I still do not have the cure of, for ignorance. And I do not know how to speak of ignorance, but I do know how to educate. And that's what this is all about. And we're saying to you, even what Dr. Pierre is saying, when we're looking at these numbers that are reported, you have to understand too, that flu is not a mandatory reporting illness. So we are definitely, definitely uh, not even hitting the real numbers of what the CDC was able to produce last year. That was just from you know, what, what occurred at the hospitals and possibly what they were able to capture. But we're truly not capturing it at all of actually what is going on. And that is where I, I do say to that healthy person, more than just for yourself, but 
possibly that elderly patient or possibly that young child or just that person that you see at your local supermarket for them. And I know that you have the decency as a human being to understand that and know that, but at least give it a thought. At least consider what we're saying to you in the sense of why this is important. And unfortunately, we live in a society where we have a lot of discussion, but not dialogue and not everyone really listening to each other's side of you. And that's what I'm saying to you today, that while I understand your apprehensions, I also want you to understand where we're coming from so that we get the both of us can at least come in the middle to get an understanding of why this truly is so important for us to do this because it's affecting us. It's affecting our productivity. It's affecting our ability to move forward. And at the end of the day, it really causes many family members to suffer. I spoke to you earlier about this uh, patient that I had who passed away uh, last year from the flu. And it was truly the hardest thing to speak to her son, her adult son, who was taking good care of her up until this point um, about funeral arrangements, about uh, advanced uh, directive arrangements, because it got to that point where she continued to decline. So he lost that time at work, that productivity that he had as well, too, as a result of people like you and people like me who are wondering, is the flu vaccine really necessary? And it is. And I think you really, really hit it home. Because there's, especially now that I do inpatient medicine, um, there there is there's a few diseases that I hate for that disease to be the reason why you're not going to walk out of my hospital, right? Um, one of them, and you know, I've been on record is colon cancer, right? Like colon cancer again, one of the slowest growing cancers, period, right? So when you get to the point when you're at end stage colon cancer, a lot of signs got missed, right? But most importantly, the other one is flu. Right. Like understanding that all you had to do is do the vaccine. Right. And maybe you got the vaccine, but, you know, one of the super, super people didn't get the vaccine and they gave you a strain that the vaccine wasn't ready for. Right. And then you ultimately don't end up leaving my hospital. Right? It's, very, it's definitely one of the toughest things to even to really explain. Right. I have trouble even explaining it to my patients that, um, yes, she got the flu because, again, it's. I can tell you right now, it's not the flu that's going to cause you not to walk out of my hospital. Um, you'll get the flu, then you'll get respiratory distress, and under your respiratory stress, you'll get pneumonia, and then it just goes downhill. Right. Yeah. So again, don't think it's the flu only that's causing. You. You're not going to, you know, not walk out of my hospital because your muscle aches so bad. No, no, no. You're going to walk not walk out of my hospital because you can't breathe. And yeah. you need a machine to breathe. And then when you need a machine to breathe, you got pneumonia. And then when you got pneumonia, pneumonia overtook your body and then ultimate demise. Right. So, again, we again, I, again, we're, the numbers don't lie. 100 years ago, 50 million people. Right. Thank God for public health. Right. So we kind of curtailed that. Um, and not to say that 50 million people are going to die in five years or 10 years or 20 years. But we can't ignore the signs that our numbers just keep getting worse in terms of deaths, uh, in terms of hospitalizations, in terms of missed time at work, missed time at school. Like it just keeps getting worse, right? So this eighty thousand, um, if the trend holds like it did last year, will be more uh, next year, right? So I, I want you to really, you know, 
like take that home with you. Uh, if you don't get nothing else from the two of us, right? Like, again, we understand your apprehension for the vaccine and just vaccine in general. I have a kid who's autistic, right? I got to hear about vaccines all the time, right? We understand that, right? But understand that we're talking to you, not from just the medicine side, we're talking to you from a, a public health background, which again, sometimes I feel like my public health makes me a better, not to shy to any people who don't have the public health degree, maybe I am, right? But like, it does make you know, me a better physician because I understand that aspect of it. You're understanding a little bit differently. And, you know, I say this, um, even here, if you come to the office, you'll see we all have different quotes on the wall. So Dr. Pierre and I, we're great physicians. Okay. So the good physician treats a disease. The great physician treats the patient with the disease. So we're treating you and speaking to you about your apprehensions. We're speaking to you about what your understanding is about whatever it is we're talking about. But in the process of treating you, we're treating the disease too or preventing the disease altogether. And the ones that are preventable, whether it's colon cancer, whether it's the flu, that's what we're attacking so that you as a person will be better. Amazing. Amazing. So, Dr. Lee, before you know, before we go, I know we we were occupying your time. Um, where can people find you? How can they find you? How can they just kind of reach out and say, you know what, I need to like this, you know, amazing, beautiful physician, right? I want to follow her. Dr. Barry's kind of ugly, and he's been talking a lot, right? Like, how do I follow Dr. Lee? Right? Like, where can they? Where can they get you at? Oh, yeah. so two things. Lean in quickly here so you can see the name really well. That's Dr. Sabina Lise. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I have the honor of uh, currently being in a medical mogul class with Dr. Dre as well, too. So that's just a wonderful thing, learning so much. So on uh, Facebook, it's Dr. Sabine Elise, Dr. S-A-B-I-N-E, Elise. He has an excellent L as in Larry, I as in ice cream. S as in Sam, E-E. And on Instagram, it's Dr. Underscore, Dr. Underscore, Elise or Elise. E as in excellent, L as in Larry, I as in ice cream, S as in Sam, E-E. If you go to Dr. Barry's page, you'll see my name in his link and you can follow me from there. Um, like we said, we're great physicians, teach uh, treating the patient and the disease, not just the disease itself. Love it. Thank you very much. Uh, and what, what I want, what I'm going to do special for my lunch and listeners. Um, if you don't catch the video, it'll be on YouTube and I'll make a special podcast episode and we're going to put it out this weekend as well too. So however you want to digest this information on the flu, I'm going to make sure that we're taken care of. And again, I'm going to have all of her links because again, she looks better than me. She's smarter than me, right? So you're going to want to follow her. And shout out to my coach, Dr. Dre, as well. Absolutely amazing person, uh, physician. I mean, just, just absolutely amazing. Like I've talked, those who've been following me with the Lunch community know uh, my aberration with Dr. Dre. So we, are, we already know how that goes uh, in that standpoint there. Um, all her links will be in the show notes, in the blog post. Uh, and the links on the Facebook over here too. So uh, shout out to her. And we're gonna see you guys later again. We, you know, we're busy physicians, right? Like we got we got patients we got to take care of. Uh, but we 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 do this right to take care of you, right? Because again, we got to educate. That's really the most important thing for us. That's what it comes down to. Facebook Live. We're happy that you joined us today. Thanks for tuning in. You know where to find Dr. Pierre. 
He's your favorite internal medicine physician. Mine as well, too. And uh, look forward to seeing you and linking up with you, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook. Be soon. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of the Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today if you have not had a chance please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening if you already listen and you've already subscribed make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is and if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes always head over to lunchlearnpod.com that is lunch learn pod all in one word.com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye